Welcome to The Garage. I'm Scott Lenihan. I'm Joe Ubel. We took a week off. Uh, today we're going to discuss, uh, back to a buyer series type thing, we're going to be discussing electrical. That sounds really exciting, Scott. <laughs> nuts, well, and, nuts and Back to nuts and bolts, I guess. Well, I think uh, it, as you and I have talked, uh, you know, it's a busy time of the year and it feels like we're really, I, uh, you're deep in the trenches with buyers, sellers. It's that time of year where things are busy. Uh, I know last week the idea of getting something recorded just, um, well, it didn't happen. Yeah. And then the topics. Yeah. You know, what do we discuss? We're kind of in the middle of everything. You know, do we back up and talk about something, have a special guest? Uh, you're no help there. Oh, <laughs> I'm no help there. I right. said, said the last special guest, didn't I? Well, I think you sent me a message yesterday at like uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah. What are we recording tomorrow? Yeah. So that was a ton of help, Joe. Well, you, you said, let's get a special guest. I'm like, well, it's not really going to get work very well for the next day, is it? No, I mean, I could have pulled it off, but I mean, instead oh, I, I did oh, electrical. Since you're the hero. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about electrical then. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so the idea of uh, electrical here. So for the purposes of... Our discussion, I think a lot of times when we're talking to buyers, mm-hmm. um, you know, the idea again is to kind of put those realtor goggles on and start letting them kind of see some of the things that we see. Mm-hmm. I know that's always my goal. It's your goal. So the idea of this discussion, if someone's listening in, um, is to start to give them some of those cues that we're looking at. You know, if, if I were taking them through a house and we we're going down, standing in front of the electrical panel, this is a discussion that we would have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, so. you know, just in general, you know, we're not experts in electrical, but we have queued up on a few things that we have seen. And being able to at least, you know, take them from zero to six and a half to know about electrical at least and know what they're going to be able to, be able to see and what don't see. Yeah, enough to at least uh, let them see some pitfalls before they give an inspector $450 to tell them, hey, the electrical in this house is a mess. Yeah. 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 Do you see this already? And we can already say, well, you could have, you did see that. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. So, Depends on how you love the house. Yeah. Well, the one where uh, this winter where I walk in and there's a drip coming from the upstairs bathroom Ooh. onto the electrical panel. Ooh. Right, so you can see some beginnings of rust on the electrical panel. You know it's gotten in there yeah. just because there's water pooled up on top of the panel. Uh-huh. It's a mess in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> those issues. So the idea of this simple electrical uh, discussion: there's going to be an inspection at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, obviously, the inspections can be a much more in-depth uh, view. They'll take off the electrical panel. Yep. They're going to look at, uh, let's say, the individual breakers, determine if they're overfused, underfused. For the right. purpose of our discussion, uh, I mean, that's next level type inspection. Yeah, that's yeah. that's an expert looking at at what they're doing for the interior of the wiring to see how many how much power is going into each breaker and if it's too much or not enough. Um, what we're going to look at is more of you know. The simplicity of what system you're looking at, yeah. what could be the, the wiring you're, you're walk, running through your house, what the panel looks like, maybe there's a brand issue with the, with the panel, um, what's on the outside of the house, how it's attached to the property, and how that could affect um, your pocketbook. There's the big picture. Right. Now let's start then. So we go walking in uh, the, uh, the level of the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60 amp, I'm still running into an occasional 60 amp system. I'd say quite a bit. 
easy to identify. Mm -hmm. uh, you walk in and you'll see the electric meter inside the house, right, uh, right next to the electrical panel. Right, and that's that clear bubble-looking thing on, on the inside of the house. Yep. You know, usually see it on the outside house, like you mentioned, but it's right next to the panel, and the panel is usually fuses. Um, and we'll get to that in a sec here, but it's usually the panel is about half the size of what you're going to see a normal panel to be. Yep. So at that point, guarantee none of the electricals updated. The connection to the house isn't updated. Right. It's a, you walk in the basement, see the meter and you're like 60 amp service. So at that point, I know the entire system needs to be updated. Right. Well, for the, today's the, user. Then, then let's, let's be clear, you know, um, 60 amps can go a long ways for maybe one person, two person, person in the house but with today's electrical needs computers iPhones I mean, whatever seven is TVs. seven TVs that you run at all yeah. times in every room yeah um, that they, they will never keep up it will be blowing fuses like crazy yes uh, or starting the house on so, fire. or starting the house on fire yeah <laughs> uh, 100 amp system uh, probably the most common we'll see and then we'll see an occasional 150, 200 amp system mm -hmm. where someone had some electrical needs or was planning ahead for electrical needs like uh, shops, tools, heavy equipment. Heavy equipment, yeah. 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 Or uh, just a larger property that has just lots of rooms. Yes. Great. Yeah. Um, so that's the level of service that we're going to see. And then we're going to see... Um, Which is the level of power coming into the house, I should say. Uh, that it's able to supply to the yep. house, yeah. Um, then we'll break down the panel. Mm -hmm. So the panel, we're going to see typically two different uh, types. We'll see breakers, the kind that most people are familiar with, where um, you're running the stove, a hairdryer, and the TV on the same circuit. The circuit pops. It goes out. Everyone in the house yells at each other. Then someone goes <laughs> downstairs and resets the breaker. So most people are familiar with breakers. Yep, in the last you know, 30, 40 years, that's essentially what you're going to see on anything that's newer. Um, what you're going to find on those older properties, um, still in the city, within the, the inner ring, is those fuses. Yep, why don't you talk um, about those? Fuses are those round knobs that you're going to see. Um, and uh, they're pretty simple, um, but when they pop, you have to un unscrew them. And screw them back in. So screw a new one back. Screw in. a new one back in. Yeah, so, yeah. so it isn't uncommon that uh, on top of the panel you see like a like a, um, a set of new ones yep. that they have waiting there for when it pops. Fifteen uh, twenty amp. Yeah. Go, yeah oh, that's the, the fifteen popped. Let's just take this one out. Put some back in. And then the old story where it's Christmas, the whole family's over. Uh, the uh, twenty amp circuit pops. The TV goes out. The Christmas tree. The whole house is dark. Dad has used his last fuse, or mom, <laughs> and they grab a penny, stick it to the end of the fuse, screw it back in to open the circuit. Yep. And then, uh, obviously, there's a reason why it tripped in the first place. Yep. Now it's a slammed open circuit, and now the system starts to heat up. Overheat, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that, that's, that's essentially what Breakers has done, is taken away the human... Uh, voice essentially to let to that situation the trick the trick the, yeah the, the loophole the, the loophole yeah essentially someone to come in and go all right well i'm just gonna circumvent this because i need the power for this moment it's christmas it's family's over can't can't uh, stop the turkey in the oven yeah uh, so that's been been probably the, the biggest reason why people would try to avoid the fuses yeah. uh in today's world because now it's not enough power but also convenience uh, convenience too 
Yeah, I mean, be able to just reset versus having to go to the hardware and buy another 420. What if it's Christmas again? Yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you can't do it. Well, not only that, uh, obviously an electrician wants to update a panel for you and give you something a little more current, but the one human element of the fuse system was that you got tired of replacing those fuses. Yeah. And then you would call an electrician and say, hey, something's clearly going on. Yep. Like, this circuit's overloaded. And uh, with fuses, people don't do that. They yeah. just keep resetting <laughs> until at some point it fails. Until that breaking. So the fries. one lesson on this one is uh, if by chance you continue to blow a circuit, it might be a good idea to, because every house has it. My old house, it was circuit breaker 15, <laughs> right? Set reset 15, yep. right? Uh, but you need to call an electrician. And figure out, let's clean this up. Let's figure out why yeah. this one's being overcharged too much, and maybe it's undersized or oversized or whatever it is. Uh, it helps kind of. So, so there's it. one panel you wanted to bring up too that uh, if we walk in and we see uh, it's a breaker panel, mm-hmm. so the reset breakers, uh, but it's a name brand, Federal Pacific. Federal Pacific has has been well known. Um, it was uh, sued out of business because they created uh, breakers that would not trip. And essentially, it was basically back to the fuses, and with the penny in, with the penny in it, and you're just kind of recharging, 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 and all of a sudden it starts on fire. The wire in the wall gets as hot as the toaster wire. Yep. So it's glowing. Yep. And then you get a house fire. Yeah. Yeah. So Federal Pacific would fail in the open position. Yep. And cause a fire. I think I want to say it was pretty common to the late 60s, early 70s you'd see those panels. Yeah. That sound about right to you? So here's the the thing with Federal Pacific is that you can walk up to that panel, open it, and there's a there's a a sticker on the door that <laughs> says Federal Pacific. It's orange. But when you see those breakers, they're easily identifiable they because they're very long and narrow. Mm-hmm. And they could fit more of them into a panel. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, uh, I'd say they're what, a half inch thick? If even. Yeah. yeah. And they're probably two and a half, three inches long? Yeah. Yeah. You they're know, easily identifiable. You know, what's funny is I've, I, I've seem to run into those more at condo buildings than I do yes. as, as, as single family houses. I, I must have got a deal on, on, on them at, at these condo buildings. Maybe. <laughs> um, Let, let's, let's, let's sidebar real quick on, on fuses before we get, get too far away from, from, from uh, um, that. Um, it's been well known that um, your insurance companies are going to not be happy about hearing you have fuses because generally you purchase the property, right? Yeah. Get it under contract, um, and then your uh, lender is going to say, "Call your insurance company, get yourself uh, insured on the property." Yeah. First question they're going to ask you is, "What kind of a breaker box do you have?" Oh, I have uh, fuses. Okay, well, your insurance now is going to go from X, which is maybe a thousand dollars, might be a little under what it might be, but to three thousand dollars. Do you think that that dramatic? Huh? It's going to be a dramatic because they don't Again, want to. I haven't see, shopped homeowners here in a while. They're going to want to push push you to get a new panel. So let's talk about that. Uh, if it's a hundred amp system that doesn't require any updating to the outlets, and you're just replacing the panel, uh, what would you guess, Joe? Uh, today again with inflation these days maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. See, I I think pre COVID it was about fifteen hundred bucks. I'd say it's probably about twenty five hundred to three grand now. See, there you go. There's, yeah. there's, there's inflation right there. Yeah. So um, 
now you need to update to uh, depending again it depends on the size of the home uh, I'm gonna say general ballpark if you're updating all the wiring to the individual outlets probably about between four and eight depending on the size of the home right uh, that's about right if you're pulling all uh, um, fishing all the wires through and trying to get all yeah the if it's a rambler unfinished basement you know you can just fish stuff easy if you've got a two-story with you know the mcmansion out in egan or mm-hmm. woodbury yeah that's i mean quite extensive too. right and that'd be a pretty extensive why, why but that would be updated there'd be no reason for that why would you need to do uh, yeah, that? yeah yeah that's true yeah it's, it's the i'm just trying just... to think worst case scenario for someone <laughs> But most of them are those, uh, like a turn of the century in town here, where maybe there's. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. The type of uh, the type of wires. Okay. Um, so the most common we're going to find in 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 inside the city uh, that are older houses, you know, turn of the century type mm-hmm. properties, if it still is original wiring, is what. Well, I uh, I always identify it the metal conduit, mm-hmm. um, which could trace back to there could be cloth wiring running through it. There could be insulated wires running through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people call it knob and tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the way, best way to, to, to um, understand what a knob and tube looks like is there's a ceramic knob that's announced downstairs um, in the um, rafters of the basement. And usually it's a connection that's a ground for that wiring. If you see that and it's still got, got, uh, got hooked up to it, that is still knob and tube. It's not uncommon to still see those. But that's your your um, indicator that it's still have a tube in the building. Yeah, uh, and then the more common uh, wiring we'll see Romex, that's, uh, which and that's is generally today. white. Yeah, uh, white uh, uh, sheathing on it, mm-hmm. kind of oblong. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to run into some older wiring, mm-hmm. and again, from an inspection standpoint, you know, I'm walking through, I'm looking at the panel, mm-hmm. right? Are we looking at fuses, breakers? Uh, I can sometimes see an updated panel. Yep. Um, and if I'm still tracking when I go outside, uh, we're standing in the backyard, and I look in the uh, electrical connection to the house is attached to the house yep. and not to a mast. Right. That's a sign that someone had a friend mm-hmm. that knew electrical, mm-hmm. updated the panel and potentially some of the wiring, but never pulled a permit because they would have had to have updated the connection to the house. Correct, and that's a big deal. Big, a big deal to update the connection to the house because you got to call Excel Energy or whoever is your your servicer because they had to come out disconnect the power, and then you got to run it through the top of the, of the roof and throw, put a mast on. So it's not like just you know a simple swap in swap out. That's yeah. why I probably um, Uncle Buck didn't want to do that. I call him Uncle Chuck, but Uncle Buck, <laughs> someone, someone, anyone that's worked with me has heard Uncle Chuck. <laughs> Uncle Chuck does a lot of messed up stuff around the Twin Cities. He sure does. Because he can work on his own home, or he, he's a friend of somebody that needs some work on the home. Absolutely. And Uncle Chuck knows just enough to help, but, but just enough to be dangerous. Right. Right? Right. Uh, but that's a great example where the panel's been updated. Um, but it's a tell that a permit wasn't pulled mm-hmm. because otherwise they would have had to have updated the connection to that. The permit would have required the updating uh, the connection to the home. Right. Um, and then there's a couple other other wirings uh, historically that have in the middle of that um, knob and tube and then Romex. You're going to have the Greenfield one, yeah. um, which is that uh, metal outside, rigid metal outside you'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have... 
um, some kind of also metal conduit of stuff. It's kind of what you would see on the outside or in basements, um, but it'd be all over the house, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, that'd be the, the generational differences. There are some different sheathing things that, that, that are attached that are that are um, potentially covering the wiring. Mm-hmm. Um, up, basically upgrading itself up to what Romex is now. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, you cut an old wire... And there'd be uh, the copper lines running through it with uh, some mineral, like a powder yeah. uh, insulator around it. Yeah, there's a bunch of different older electrical. Some of the older electrical uh, copper with just a kind of a cloth sheath over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think old light fixtures when I think of that. Right. You'd see the cool little cloth, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it was acting as an insulator, uh, so if you bump the wire or if the wire touched something metal, it had a insulation factor to it. Correct. Um, and also a heat standpoint with the old one with the mineral stuff too. So if that wire got hot, cause I mean, back in the day, a lot of those old appliances weren't grounded. Right. So sometimes the appliance, the wire itself would get pretty hot. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great transition into, um, grounding, um, wires as opposed to an ungrounded. Yeah. Wires. Let's talk about that. Uh, two prong versus three prong outlets. Yes. It's great pr- transition. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's pretty simple. You, most of those uh, houses that are probably pre-1960s, I would say, give or take, yeah. um, you probably run into mostly two wires initially. Uh, um, the kind where you need an adapter if yeah. you got a three-prong thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone that has adapters knows. Yeah, oh, yeah, the adapter. I yeah. grew up in the I got, house. I got a handful of those. those. They're in the toolbox. box. They're the, yeah, they're in the junk drawer, right? <laughs> Everyone had a junk drawer with an adapter. In it. What kind of plug is that? Oh, it's a three-prong. Oh, yeah. go get the get adapter, the adapter out, of the, out of the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the two-prong outlets, uh, most appliances nowadays are self-grounding, right? right? Um, but on an inspection, we'll walk in and we'll see two-prong outlets, which means uh, that, that wire running to that outlet, it's an ungrounded outlet. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things that someone could do to remedy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, uh, we'll walk into houses where there are three-prong outlets that are ungrounded, yep. and your electrician's going to find that. So at some point... Or your inspector is going to you walk into the house, plugging things in, plugging things out. This one's not grounded. This one's grounded. This one's three prong, not grounded though. Yeah. So they'll test all that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's not uncommon to see people got tired of the the adapters mm-hmm. and just put a three prong outlet in the wall. Yeah. But there's no ground wire ground, running yeah. to it. Uh, so. I've seen sellers, especially in uh, certain communities, uh, they'll put a GFI outlet in place of the two-prong. Yep. So now it's a self-grounding outlet. Yep. Uh, they're able to put uh, an, uh, a, a grounding breaker yep. at the panel yep. uh, to kind of remedy that too. Yep. Um, but again, a home inspection is going to take a much closer look at that. You as a consumer going through can look, see a two-prong outlet and go, oh, at least my antenna's up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Seeing as you're aware that that if I use outlets, I need to be careful about what goes into them. Yeah. Uh, what when I plug it into it, you know, the TV or the computer isn't going to be a great idea. To me, there. it's just a sign that uh, maybe the wiring might be a little dated. Right. Yeah. That's right. the bigger cue for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk about GFI outlets. Yeah. 
uh, why don't you start us out on that? So GFIs are pretty simple. Um, people that are that are unfamiliar with electrical are, are would be kind of question what those buttons are. They've you all see, used them. They've all used them, but they don't. They just, they just kind of fling around with them. They, they, yeah, but know. tell them what it is. <laughs> why should I tell them? They just, just just push the buttons. Joe, they all know what they are. Just, just, just describe what it is. It's one of the push button outlets. <laughs> all right. So essentially, what what the they're there for is uh, is a safety trip or a safety uh, for if you have connection with water or there's a a charge to that outlet, that the outlet will shut down. And yeah, I, my wife's mad at me. I'm over there cleaning dishes, mm-hmm. like she told me to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm over there doing dishes, and she goes, this is finally my chance to get them. And she throws the toaster into the <laughs> sink. At that point, uh, the, the, the way the GFI's uh, designed, it'll trip. I don't get a shock. That's right. So if something electrical falls into the water... It automatically senses it and closes the circuit. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And it's, it stops. I think it at my that. description was much better than yours, but either way. Well, yeah. Well, I would assume you were. You, I had you a saying you were false take, story. You were it, take, you were you were taking a bath, and your wife came in with 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 I a said hair blower and dishes. And, oh, uh, not bath. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Fair enough. Well, essentially, what 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 it's going to do is again, it's going to shut down that outlet, so it won't won't um, push past that, and there won't be any electrical coming to that current anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's a safety feature. Now it can be at the, the breaker, and there's a, a again two buttons usually with those. There's a test and a reset. The reset is going to be if it trips, you know, uh, say if you touched it when you had a wet hands, it will shut off. Yeah. Right. Same thing. Um, it'll sh- they need to reset it. it. It's back on again. Yeah. Okay. Test it. it will test to see if it's tri- tripping or not. It's working. Yeah. Um, there's also can can have GFCI breakers. So it's not uncommon that you would just not see the um, buttons on the outlet anymore. You'll see them downstairs at the, uh, or whatever the outlet, your panel is going to be in the garage downstairs. It'll be attached to that. There'll be a yeah. button there you have to push and reset. Yeah. So this leads me down the path to, you know, even with a home inspection, sometimes Uncle Chuck or whomever the homeowner was, Electrical seems to be one of those things that a homeowner thinks, all right, I can I can do this. I just need to run a wire from here to over here, mm-hmm. and then the garage door opener will work. Right. Whatever. They're feeling like they can self-wire. Mm-hmm. The, the inspection will catch some of that stuff. Yep. Some of the other stuff... Uh, a GFI was a tell in my house, uh, a house ago, that uh, the homeowner had done some of their own wiring. So they kind of replaced the outlets with just GFCIs just so they didn't have to deal with it? They had tapped into a wire that was probably running through the kitchen up to a bathroom, tied into it. So there were times that when that GFI in the bathroom tripped, mm-hmm. it would knock out the lights in the kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's a great time to call an electrician and say, hey, clearly uh, there's too much on this particular circuit. Right. Someone just tied into a line that they shouldn't have, or they've got more pulling on a line than there should be. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't caught in inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they could. The inspector's going to go through and trip a lot of those GFIs yeah. and then check and see if something else went out. Right. Um, but another example, I had an exterior outlet that was GFI that, uh, 
clearly anytime there was a heavy rain coming from the north, water would get into that that box. Yep. And then it would trip that GFI. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, unfortunately, what was attached to that GFI was a bank of lights downstairs in the basement. Oh, so we tapped into it to the one. Yeah. So the homeowner, over the course of the seventy years of that home's uh, existence, Mm -hmm. had kind of done a couple self improvement deals. Yeah. Why not? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the safe of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But uh, some of that stuff doesn't become apparent until you move into it, you start using the house. Differently. But it's giving cues that, hey, uh, fix me. Well, essentially, yeah, because we talk about all the time, or but, adjust. you know, uh, um, someone uses the house in this manner. Yeah. Right? And then you go move into the house, a new buyer, and a, a new person living there puts the TV and puts the outlets and different different uh, setups and different different things, and then all of a sudden things trip, things break, things happen just because of how it's wired doesn't affect, doesn't help them or doesn't 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 do what they you're supposed to do yeah how you use it right you may use it different the the you may like to have a hair dryer going or some certain appliance that yeah a previous Toast person didn't use right yeah right um so with that uh you know uh certain tells like you get into a house flickering lights uh, is there anything else you can think of? One thing I guess I guess I would, would want to reach back to is the panels. Um, the older the panels are, they are breakers, which is safe and great to have. Is the fact that um, you, it's harder to find certain types of breakers. So if you have an older panel that's you know from the '60s or '70s, um, that brand might be out of, out of out of stock now. So trying to find that replaceable breaker for that box might be difficult. Um, so that might be one little yeah. little um, added expense to panels old, but functioning fine. Um, but if you had a new panel or a new wear within the last thirty years, those breakers are very common, or brands very common. Uh, and isn't the sizing uh, is that regulated? The newer uh, panels. The newer ones are yeah. Yeah, because the old panels they maybe have a, that, I would think a patent on whatever their size was right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Um, there was one topic you brought up that uh low voltage switches yeah um again i've owned a home with low voltage switches yeah uh they're pretty cool yeah until they're not working <laughs> so explain what a low voltage switch is, is gonna do well it's 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 kind of i don't understand what the concept of it was outside of uh so it's the little push button and there were these little tiny wires that would run to uh, a relay panel yep. in my attic, and every time you push the button, you could uh, some of the older switches you'd hear a dunk dunk dunk. Or you really like a buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then it would open and close the relay in the attic. Mm-hmm. Uh, why you just wouldn't put the switch? But I, the reason why was that that entire panel went to a control panel that was in my main bedroom. Mm-hmm. And what was pretty cool in space age about this was that from that panel, I could shut off all the lights in the house. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty cool feature. That is pretty cool. The issue, like the old intercom systems that we run into houses the 80s. In, in the 80s, <laughs> where yeah. you would call down to the basement and say, hey, Tommy, come up here, right? <laughs> the systems just, uh, they got old. Yeah. And uh, so those low voltage uh, things, uh, you would call an electrician and say, hey, I need a relay replaced up yeah. in the thing. 
and they'd be like, oh, that's uh, Earl. Yeah. Earl's retired now. Yeah. Or you'd see Earl show up, and there's no way Earl was crawling into that attic space, right? <laughs> so then they'd tell you we're just going to replace the, these outlets with uh, something better. And more, we'll run, more run a wire or whatever. We'll have to get someone new in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're probably doing a workaround on them. They still, the systems work. They're pretty, but they're old. And they're they, aging. They're, they're aging, but they do kind of last forever. <coughs> I, I would say they... they, they I found work. a company up in Canada that still sold... Really? The ...switches for like eight bucks a piece. <laughs> and when I went to sell that house, I replaced all the the switches because they looked much nicer and... That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So... Uh, one other thing I wanted to, to kind of touch on is that in the last probably five-ish years, the technology on breakers has changed to arc fault breakers. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to gonna go dive into what exactly they do, but essentially it's a, it's a version of, of GFCIs, but it's, it's safer essentially uh, for the charges of, of electricity going into the, into the breakers. If they feel there is a, there is a short, it shuts off for yeah. you. Um, so something that, that electricians will be able to explain more, but if you have an uh, update to your panel these days now, they're going to have to use those those breakers, and they may not drive as well with the electrical in your system. That's mm. the only thing I've heard. Okay. Well, I don't know enough on that to speak. Uh, one other topic uh, before we, we close out, uh, the popularity of electronic vehicles, uh, yeah. EVs. Yeah. Uh, most times you buy an electronic uh, electric car. Yep. The purchase, they're going to uh, coordinate someone to come out and install the charging system yeah. for you. I am running into, so that requires some electrical uh, modifications. Mm-hmm. The couple times I've sold with some, my seller owns an EV, mm-hmm. they've taken the charging thing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it must disconnect pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that's kind of starting, especially uh, I've run into some buyers that are looking at condos, and they're expecting the condo HOA now to start supplying some of these EV stations because it's not just an easy, the electric, electrician comes out and installs it. Right. You're dealing with an HOA, and is the HOA going to be acceptable to, how do you wire it, who pays for it? Where is it, it? going to go? How is yeah. it going to get to your, your, your parking stall? So it's something that I think we're going to have to become better versed at, but I think the, it'll be driven by consumers such as the people listening to this that, hey, you know, it's just going to become more commonplace. Well, that or, um, you know, we're all going to realize what, how, what it's going to take to get an EV uh, into a house or into a condo. Uh, situation, you know, with uh, if you have a house in general, you you can't just run it off a probably hundred amp panel. You probably need more than that. I don't. Well, I don't think that's been the issue. I think the that's it's a sixty amp. Most of them are sixty amp. I think, mm-hmm. um, but again, I can't speak enough about it. An electrician comes in, installs it. I haven't heard too much issue with whatever they're installing, requiring a modification for the entire house. Right. Um, they must be doing a sub panel off of what's already being fed to the house, so. And that isn't pretty isn't uncommon for if if you like needed to add an extra um, AC you know uh, side wall unit uh, mini split, you know just add a sub panel to that or something like that. Yeah. So again, that's concept. beyond my expertise, but I know the 
the uh, market's going to kind of drive that. Right. And um, right. The more you see them, the more more we more it's going to be common. And I know it's pretty feasible, but it seems like uh, they're treating the EV charging stations more like personal property, but it doesn't take the connection running to the garage. Correct. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's point. just like uh, again, this is probably beyond my, my um, knowledge. Someone listening right now has an EV, and they're like, "These those guys are idiots." Well, well, no, it's not to. Uh, I know for uh, for a fact, Julie. Yeah. Uh, Julie, shout out to you. Um, so I'll get a phone call. If yeah. She, yeah. Um, but either way, uh, I think she took hers with her. Uh, I think that's one example for sure. It must it must disconnect fairly easily then to for at, at the yeah. panel tomorrow. All right. Uh, you got anything to add? I don't think so. What's our next topic, Joe? Oh, you're gonna ask me now? <laughs> Since you know you brought this topic, but you know last two weeks was my my topics. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we all set? Yeah, I think so. You're gonna, all right. You're gonna keep rubbing me out. Yep, I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, thanks for stopping by the garage. I'm Scott Lenahan. And I'm Joe Ubel. See you next time.